You're listening to The Treatment Room, a safe haven for estheticians and beauty lovers alike to indulge in all things skincare. We've got a lot on the books, from interviews with experts and estheticians to sessions with me one-on-one dedicated to helping you find your glow and reach your professional potential in this ever-changing spa industry. I'm Tess, and I'll be your esthetician and host. Feel free to relax, take a deep breath, and grab a comforting cup of tea. Welcome to the treatment room. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to the treatment room. I'm your host, Tess Zolly. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week wherever you are. I am thinking of you. I cannot wait to share this episode. I hope it provides some insights, some new information, some entertainment. I think medical aesthetics is changing. It's booming like never before. There's so much interest in it, both on the consumer side And amongst professionals, I myself as an esthetician am so excited to see where medical aesthetics goes and see all of the new treatments that come about because of it. When I posted on my stories asking you guys what questions you had for this guest and what questions you wanted me to ask her, there were so many you guys wanted to know about everything from Botox to lip filler to PDO threads. We are going to get into all of it. I'm so excited. Dr. Rocky has an anti-aging clinic in Beverly Hills, Los Angeles. She is an expert in integrative medicine and anti-aging treatments. She has been able to merge wellness and aesthetics to allow her patients to live the best way possible. She believes that aesthetic medicine, as with any other biohacking treatment, it allows us to age more gracefully by adapting to our rapidly changing environments and works to create a more confident you. Dr. Rahi is also an influencer, podcaster, has quite a large following on Instagram, so I cannot wait to get into her tips for running a successful business, social media, and how to get your foot in the door of a successful clinic such as hers. I'm so excited. I hope you guys enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the treatment room, everyone. I'm your host, Tess Zolli, and I cannot wait to dive into the world of medical aesthetics anti-aging and integrative medicine with our guest. Let's give a big welcome to Dr. Rahi. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So excited to have you. So Dr. Rahi, when I first learned about your practice and I saw you were an anti-aging expert and you were performing cosmetic procedures, alongside this whole world of integrative medicine, I felt like I almost had to read it again because I'd never seen anything quite like that meshing the two worlds. So I'd love to hear more about your clinic and and everything you're doing. Ooh, I like that, um, that I was able to expose you to a new area of medicine. Um, so I did a traditional residency in internal medicine, and then I did a fellowship in integrative medicine, and I started developing. I've always been interested in aesthetics, um, just like for myself, um, and I've always like you know uh, 
even like in high school and college, I would always, uh, you know, manipulate different types of skincare and play around with them and see what worked for me. Uh, and so it just made sense for me to, you know, knowing what I love and what makes sense uh, for me to get into the world of aesthetics as well. And so I've merged the two because I think it makes sense only to merge the two because you want to really focus on health and wellness from the inside out. If we don't pay attention to the inside, we're not going to have great outcomes on the outside. So say somebody comes into your practice and they are interested in anti-aging, where do you even go with that? Do you start off with a holistic approach? Well, it depends on specifically why they're there. Usually someone will present with a specific complaint or concern or, you know, desire. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we go from there and it depends patient by patient. But, you know, I do full integrative evaluations where I, you know, dive into your medical history and get to know everything about you. And from there, I make certain recommendations. So, but yeah, it definitely depends on the individual. Okay. Got it. Okay. I'm so curious what is something that you offer that it's maybe not the trendiest treatment, but it's something that you really love and maybe you feel like it's a little bit underrated, but it's something that you're really excited to offer people. Um, forever and ever, it will be microneedling. <laughs> okay. Tell us why. Uh, it's, it's just like an affordable easy way to like regenerate your skin on a monthly basis. Mm. And I think everyone should just incorporate a monthly microneedling into their skincare routine. Or like if it can be, you know, if the price is a little bit of an issue, maybe like every three months, but it's really not that expensive and people spend a lot more money on lots of other things. So just putting aside a little bit of money for that is like, you know, like worth it. Okay. That makes me feel good because I've gotten two microneedling treatments now. And yeah, I just feel like I, I enjoy it because it's something I know is stimulating collagen and it's not, even though, you know, it's, it's something you need to do on an ongoing basis. I think I like, I think I like knowing that it's contributing to the long-term health of my skin. Yeah, it totally is. And I feel like my skin's made such a, my skin from the day I started microneedling to now has like changed so much for the better. It just feels nicer. Um, and like incorporating that, it, it'll just be transformational, I feel. Before somebody starts doing treatments with you, do you ever recommend they get on a certain type of like home care routine or start doing facials, anything like that to treat underlying conditions before microneedling? Um, it depends uh, again on the patient, but, uh, I would say if somebody's coming for specifically acne, um, they've usually tried so many different things and, um, 
you know, microneedling is becoming more popular. And once they discover that, that's what they stick with. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really good. And it is important to prepare your skin for certain facial treatments. Um, But it's okay. It's not 100% prepared. We can always discuss how to start the patient and what steps to take, you know, to get someone ready for a procedure. Okay. I love that you mentioned acne and I was really curious to talk about, I I don't know if acne is an area you really delve into, but I, I do know that you really specialize in hormones and hormone therapy. And as an esthetician, that's, you know, one of the more frustrating pain points I see for my clients because hormonal acne, you know, we want to obviously create the best environment we can. So it's not exacerbated, but of course there's a point where you want to pass your client on to a specialist or possibly have them, you know, look into getting their hormones checked. Could you tell us some more about what is hormone therapy and what are some of the imbalances it looks at? Okay. So I, I want to say hormone therapy is like an area sort of that under the umbrella of the integrative stuff that I offer, the integrative practice. So when I approach a patient and I'm considering something like hormone therapy, well, it depends on so many different factors, but it depends on their uh, condition, their symptoms, their lab work. Um And hormones basically are messengers in the body that perform functions like regulating so many different processes in the body. So uh, having our hormones balanced is super important for having a healthy lifestyle with energy and um, good sleep rhythm, healthy, you know, bowels and just overall being healthy. Uh, So when a patient comes to me and I want to consider, you know, hormone therapy, I'm going to look at all lifestyle and I'm going to look at everything in their history. And, um, everyone is going to have different requirements. Some people can regulate their hormones through lifestyle and diet. And, um, but some people might need additional help with some sort of medication, whether it's a hormone pellet or if it's, a pill. Um, it depends. And, you know, everyone is unique. And it doesn't matter even the age because hormonal dysregulation is common in people of all ages because we're all exposed, you know, to the environment and different life stressors, um, like our diet and lifestyles. So um, symptoms of hormonal imbalances can be present potentially at any age. Hmm. Okay. And I know you mentioned maybe somebody's sleep is off. They have a lot, a lot of stressors going on in their life, but what would be some signs or symptoms or just complaints that people are seeking you out for, um, you know, things going on in their body that lead them to getting their hormones checked? Um, Definitely sleep is an issue for a lot of people. And there are lots of things that you can do to help improve the quality of your sleep and really understanding how important sleep is for your overall health 
will make you want to invest energy into making your sleep healthy. Sleep is so, so important. And I think a lot of estheticians listening know sleep is when our body, you know, undergoes so many reparative processes and it just, it makes such a difference in the quality of life. Yeah. I find that when I'm go, 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 my skin is freaking out all the time, but usually when I'm more calm and relaxed, my skin looks a lot better too. Totally. Do you have like a good nighttime routine or like a good sleep hygiene Um, practice? I always use a night cream. So I'll alternate between sort of a thick hydrating night cream and a retinol. And uh, the retinol, it depends because you have to be careful when you use a retinol before or after any procedure. Uh, so the retinol I'll use when, um, I feel that I'm not going to have any procedures done on my face. Uh, and I actually just used a really nice retinol from SkinCeuticals and it was so nice. It felt good. I love SkinCeuticals. So do we. We love it. So good. I know. I love it. It's so good. And I feel it's consistently good. Like everyone likes it. There's totally. Yeah. 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 And almost it seems like every I'm never disappointed with a product from SkinCeuticals. It's yeah, right? It's, it's good. I and I, I'm glad I'm hearing that from you because I often hear um from doctors that, you know, the whole medical grade and you know, products like SkinCeuticals are just a little bit of a waste and you may just may just as well shop at the drugstore and just make sure you're using tretinoin. What do you oh think about skincare? I don't agree at all. Um, that's um, I actually used to think that way. I used to um, use a prescription retinol on my face and neck, and then I switched over to the PCA. Um, and the retinol and it was phenomenal because like these retinols that are sort of medical grade but um not like pharmac not not from a pharmacy the ones like PCA or skinceuticals they're still medical grade like you have to get them through a medical practitioner and honestly they are so much better for the skin because retinol can be very harsh on the skin and you could be peeling and, um, you know, you'll have just sensitivity. Um, and these retinols help protect against that so that you'll still have a little bit of like irritation when, you know, the retinol is working for like the cell turnover, but you're going to feel a lot better. It's going to be, but you still get like the results of using a retinol probably even better because sometimes when people start using retinols and they get that kind of burny feel, they don't really know how to take care of it. And then that can cause more harm than good. So totally, totally. Yeah. It's, and something I notice people get really, I don't know, just sort of addicted to feeling like they're doing something quote unquote, like productive for anti-aging at 
every step in the routine or even with acne, like they feel like they need to attack the acne at every step of the the routine or use something like super aggressive every time. And I, I totally feel similar. Like it's okay to take a night off the retinol and let your skin heal and repair so that it can better absorb the ingredients the next time you use it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. What, what other elements sort of go into your philosophy of anti-aging? Um, so I like to keep things pretty simple. Um, and I like to use pretty good quality products. I'm very careful about, you know, selecting products. And although a lot of the products I use aren't necessarily um, vegan or clean, they're still pretty, you know, pharmaceutical grade and clean. Um, They have a little bit of chemicals in some of them, like some of the SkinCeuticals and PCA, but that's okay. I, I think that that's not going to cause me the harm, you know, um, and I think the benefits of it outweigh the potential risks. No, I totally hear you. I, I don't know. It's kind of like we have to choose our, choose our battle sometimes. And I don't know, like green, greenwashing, I think it can be a thing. And sometimes there's a product that's a hundred percent quote unquote, organic, or so they say, and, you know, non-toxic and clean, but it may not even be as stable. It may not compare results-wise to something more, right, synthetic or clinical. um, You have to be careful with some of the pure essential oils. They can burn the skin a lot if you put them on. And so, yeah, that's true. Um, And so overall, I like try to get things that are like pretty soothing for my skin. Okay. Are there any products aside from retinol that you would recommend people have in their routine for anti-aging? Masks, at-home masks are one of my favorite things to do. Um, Are we talking about just things that you could do easily at home or are we talking about overall? Um, Ooh, I guess all, because you have such a holistic (laughs) approach. Give us all the tips. Um, definitely some, you know, stimulating collagen, um, eating a balanced diet, taking supplements. Cause, um, I find that since I've been taking my supplements, I, my entire mind and body have changed and for the better. Uh, I feel better overall. My body functions better and I feel more clear in in my brain, but um, it's also manifesting on the outside too. Um, I feel that my skin quality is great um, overall, not just my face and neck, but overall. Um, and, you know, our skin is our biggest organ. So it's really, you know, if we want to talk about self-care, it's important to protect the skin as much as possible. Absolutely. I posted on stories asking some of our listeners yeah. like questions they had for you. I and saw that. I, I think you saw it, like what a crazy response. People are so excited about that. what you offer. So I just went through and wanted to collect a few of some of the ones that I were kind of repeats and that I keep seeing that have been on my mind as well. So these might be 
a little bit similar, but okay. The first one was, can you tell us about PDO threads? What's the deal? What are they? How do they work? What are the benefits? And like, are there any cons to doing the threads? Uh, PDO threads are made from a polymer of sugars. And so uh, it's the same suture material that's used in the operating room um, where, you know, it's a dissolvable suture that your body absorbs over a period of six months. So we've been using these sutures medically for many, many years. And um, most recently, the technology has changed and evolved where these threads are now being used for aesthetic purposes uh, to because they because the doctors studying these threads had noticed that the collagen production that comes along with the use of these threads, and so uh, the threads are used in the face, neck, anywhere on the body. They're inserted, and your body absorbs them over a period of six months, and you're simulating the collagen in its place. Uh, it's a pretty simple procedure. It takes, you know, about an hour to an hour and a half in the office. Uh, results last about a year to a year and a half. Everyone's different. Um, everyone, you know, heals different. So there's, you know, a period of swelling following the procedure, which can be expected. And um, once, you know, you past that period and then you are healed then you'll see like phenomenal results where you feel the texture of your skin has improved so you have smaller pores um a little bit more lifted um and it's not a surgical type facelift so you're not going to get those dramatic results that you would in a facelift um but you're going to get really nice natural looking results Okay. I'm sort of envisioning like a Victoria's Secret model, like Bella Hadid, very lifted effect. <laughs> um, yeah. It, I mean, it's... Is that totally wrong? Um, it's... I. That's quite exaggerated, her lift. Um, okay. I think hers is more surgical, but okay. I, I can't really say. Um, I'm not her doctor. But... Um, what I can say is that you'll, you'll definitely get a lift. Um, you'll feel nice and you'll feel lifted, um, which is also amazing because it's nice to feel, you know, the, the changes in the texture of the skin. Uh, it is possible to feel the threads um, mm -hmm. uh, until they're absorbed. Um, that's just something else to bear in mind. I mean, they're not going to be like aggressively like, but sometimes you'll feel them. Um, but then over a period of time, they're they're just gone. Okay. And that's so interesting that they do boost collagen. Yes. That's I'm all cool. about collagen. <laughs> same, same. And yeah. yeah, those are the kind of treatments that appeal to me just because I feel like not only am I getting like the superficial effect, it's like doing something deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What about, okay, a lot of questions about Botox. People asked, one, is preventative Botox really a thing or is it a marketing ploy? Uh, Preventative Botox means that you're injecting tiny bits of Botox before you develop these static wrinkles on usually the forehead area, but you can inject it in so many different places. Um, and static wrinkles develop over a period of time. So we have the dynamic wrinkles that happen with movement and then the static wrinkles that just exist on our face, even when we're at rest. And so Botox will help prevent the formation of the static wrinkles. So preventative Botox is definitely a thing. <laughs> and okay. it's not, it, I mean, you're not going to be aggressively injecting like 40 units um, if you're you know, just doing it for prevention, but you might do something like 20 units, 25, but it depends again, person by person. (laughs) Totally. Okay. And is there a con to doing too much Botox, maybe like starting too early in your life, for example, not, we're not talking like 14 or anything, but you know, if I'm starting at 25 and doing it until I'm, I don't know, 60. Is there any con to doing it for that long of a period? Well, um, there is a very small risk of your body developing tolerance to the Botox. Um, and there are, you know, there's a few different neurotoxins on the market. There's Dysport, Botox, um, Newtox. And I believe there's another one coming out, but um, I only use the Dysport. And, and there's also Zeoman. Sorry, I forgot about that one. Um, so there's those right now available on the market. Uh, so if potentially you did develop some sort of, um, you know, uh, tolerance to one of the products, you could always try switching to another product. Uh, but... You know, if you do things in moderation and um, you do it nicely, it shouldn't be an issue. I think the big debate I've been hearing and people have been asking, even asking me about, so I'm glad to get your opinion, is like doing it for that amount of time. Is there such thing as like muscle atrophy, the muscle getting weak, and then you end up looking more aged in the long run? Um. Yes. So again, if you do it in moderation, it shouldn't happen, but, um, it definitely will cause the muscles to atrophy because that's what it does. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I've been doing it on my forehead and I'm kind of happy with the way the muscles look right now. Um, and I also just try to like space it out. I don't, I don't inject too much because I do other things that, um, I, I think, you know, the collagen stimulation, anything with that. So you end up needing less Botox. Um, So that's great because you want your skin quality to be better 
And so the better your skin quality, the less fine lines and wrinkles you develop. Okay. So you would suggest like not only doing Botox, but doing other things to stimulate collagen. So such as microneedling or mm-hmm. facial massage, yeah. microcurrent, things like that. Yes. I to ask you a, a selfish question and oh, I'll sure. be honest, I, I would never have really considered them like a year ago, but now I think they've just become more commonplace and I'm really tempted, but I wanted to ask about lip injections because yeah. <laughs> I think there's, there's, I think there's some myths around them and I, I totally think they can look tasteful and feminine and just like classy and beautiful. But okay. I'm wondering like, and I think this was sort of a similar sentiment. Others were wondering, is there a con to lip injections? Like for example, could it stretch out the lips or just cause them to be like misshapen? Yes, if you do them inappropriately, um, okay. if you become really aggressive and put too many syringes in your lips, if you, you know, go to somebody who's not an experienced injector, um, then yes, absolutely. So it's important to, you know, find someone that's a good injector um, and that understands that you don't want your lip shape to change. Um, and you can create really, really great natural results that look, make your lips look super hydrated mm-hmm. um, and not and not duck like. <laughs> yeah, not not aiming for the duck like look. I just yeah, that's exactly what I'm envisioning. Like plump and hydrated, and almost just like I have like just like a pump plumpness or like a lip gloss on, kind of. Okay. We'll see. We'll see if I if I can get the guts up. Okay. <laughs> I'd love to do it. Yeah, I think you can. I think, you know, I'm <laughs> that's the other thing. Like, you know, we get lots of clients coming in. A lot of people are scared. Right? And it's just, you know, a lot of people are scared, but I think that it's a pretty simple a procedure and if you know if you really you know trust the person doing it then you should be completely fine okay how about lip filler versus the lip flip who would be like a candidate for each um so the lip flip is botox on the top lip to help relax the muscles which make the lips appear bigger Um, and the lip filler is injecting hyaluronic acid, which is a naturally occurring substance in our bodies already into the lips. Um, so I really, I mean, the lip flip is fine, but I really suggest like getting a tiny bit of filler in conjunction with the lip flip, Mm. a really natural look. Um, I'm more of a fan of filler than the lip flip overall for enhancement of the lips. Okay. That's good to know. I think there's like appeal around the lip flip because it seems easy. It seems pretty, pretty cheap, but I've heard it doesn't last as long and it's, it also doesn't last as long. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I like it. I feel like a lot of people come when they're, 
kind of new to the world of aesthetics and they'll sort of start off with a lip flip, see how they like it. And then, you know, then dive in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm intrigued. So there is, I would say definitely just like a booming interest in medical aesthetics. I mean, even from consumers to people wanting to get their foot in the door and start working in the industry. A lot of my listeners are interested in, you know, all these injectables. Where does somebody, perhaps like a nurse who wants to work for somebody like you, how do they start getting experience with injectables? Um, well, I have training courses, um, where I train nurses. Um, and you know, some of the nurses that I've trained work with me and some of them don't work with me, um, because, you know, they live elsewhere or I wasn't hiring at the time, but, um, you can come to a training course or, um, really to get into aesthetics. It's kind of, you got to get to know people in the industry. So you have to put yourself mm-hmm. out there, okay. you, have to, you know, go out and meet people. And then you also have to show an interest, um, and show that you've taken courses, show that you've, you know, you're studying webinars, you know, mm-hmm. actively show that you are, um, you know, you want this. Yeah. And, and the other thing though, to know about, Um, getting into aesthetics is at the beginning, it's going to be hard because people, you have to develop your skills. And um, once you develop your skills uh, is when you sort of develop your client base. Right. That's, that's the thing I hear from SD students and nurses. They, they feel frustrated because it's like, they want to get their foot in the door, but everyone wants that initial experience. Yes, but I mean, there's ways to do it, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's just like, there's just ways to do it. And um, you, if you really want something, you can make it happen. How do resumes like get shown to you? How do you notice resumes? Are they, do people cold call or cold email or or do they have to know you? I've had that before, Um, but usually I'll put an ad up and I'll go through a series of interviews. Um, usually like three interviews and, uh, reference checks. Um, and you know, the, the person usually when I hire somebody, it's like their willingness to learn mm-hmm. and their desire to develop a skill that, you know, I'm teaching and, um, it's really nice because, I've seen so many people, um, so many nurses learn, um, and doctors too. Um, uh, so many nurses and doctors that I've trained also like learn these skills and then use it in their practices. And it's really pretty, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say you look for in people when you're hiring, you just, you look for like a willingness to learn and a good attitude? Um, well, they also have to have like an, a certain level of skill. Um, you know, it's about, you know, willingness to learn, uh, having the right education 
Um, and then also having the the skill, like there's like an underlying, I mean, it could be, it could be developed, but you have to be open to having more of an artistic perspective hmm. when you're considering aesthetics. That's so interesting to me. Did you have any sort of like art background? Um, so no, no traditional, but I've always been interested in all types of art from when I was very young. And so I've always like painted and drew even, I, I don't think I'm not a good painter and I'm not a good drawer <laughs> and I have really poor handwriting, but I've always been attracted to it. And like, yeah. um, I think it's great to be able to merge the two. Totally. What is like, what do you enjoy most about your job? Um, there's so many things that I enjoy about my job, but uh, really helping someone look and feel better about themselves is very gratifying. Yeah. And all the steps that take me to there is, you know, part of the process. Totally. So you enjoy the overall process and, and making people feel good. I think that's what attracts a lot of us to this to this industry. Exactly. I think that's um, one of the top reasons I do this. And as like a business owner, for those who are listening, who look up to you and also want, you know, to attract a great clientele and have a successful office, do you have any tips for business owners? Yes, lots of tips. A few of my favorite things that I like to say when you're considering starting your own business um, is to really find something that you're happy doing all day, all night. Running a business is not a, you know, eight hour day. It can be a full day and that's okay. Um, And it's actually fun if it's the right business for you. I mean, I would... And I still do, you know, work um, pretty late, but I've been taking some breaks here and there, which is great. Um, And then start, you know, if you're going to invest in something, don't, I wouldn't aggressively invest a lot of money to begin with. I would say find one or two quality services that you offer and expand on those services and become an expert in that particular area and then you can expand forward moving um once you've sort of mastered that so really just uh taking it step by step and day by day and enjoying and enjoying the the ride totally and having fun like this is such a fun industry to be a part of and yeah, it's. I think it's so awesome when you find something that you look forward to and you feel like you're like, I mean, you're working, but a lot of it feels like play. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's just great. It's it's nice. What is a typical, I know every day is different, but what would like a typical day in your life with your schedule entail? My day is so different because I am, you know, working on my practice here and opening the practice in New York too. Um, 
But a good day usually is when I wake up and I make it to a Pilates class. Love Pilates. I just went to my first one all quarantine today. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. And I do so this good. type of Pilates called Legree Pilates. I know exactly the studio. Well, yeah. I think I know the studio that, that you go to in LA. Is it with Sebastian Legree? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh I've actually never had a class with him before, but it is his, it's a studio that he teaches out of. Is it the one with the moving reformers? Yes. The oh my gosh. It's so hard. Um, it is so good. <laughs> so good. Well, it's efficient because it's like a 15-minute class. Uh, it used to be a 20-minute class, but they changed it to a 50-minute class. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, now. Um, okay. But it's so good. Once you do it, if you do it every single day for like or like three days in a row, take a day off, do another mm-hmm. three days in a row – you'll see such a significant change in your body in like six sessions. Totally. Because it's like, it's, I feel like it's lengthening, it's strengthening, it's your posture. It's It's functional movement. It's so good. I'm obsessed. Love it. So that's that's usually a good day. Um, Wake up, do the, do that. Um, Get to the office. Uh, and see my clients all day uh, and I work with my nurses and we have a great team of people uh, and so just hanging out with them working with them and you know and usually I'll take some sort of lunch break um, and then that's it and I'm usually in the office kind of late and then I go home and I sleep Okay. So, and you're doing like a variety of treatments, like every appointment is different. It could be microneedling, it could be Botox, could be hormones. Um, exactly. I have a series of treatments that I offer and it varies patient by patient. Amazing. Okay. I would love to touch on, I'm sure this is a piece of your day too, but your social media, because you clearly have a, a great following and you're, you're doing a lot of things right. Was there like a moment where you really noticed your social media was like picking up and sort of shifting more into like being an influencer in your own right? <laughs> it's so funny. Sometimes people are like, oh, you're an influencer. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. Yes, you are. But it's kind of funny. Um, but aren't we all influencers of each other? Um, <laughs> um, but it's actually pretty fun. Um, but I have to also understand it's still Instagram. It's not reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to, you know, bring a bro- across a message of health, wellness, and um, I think I bring it across pretty well. And and yes. aesthetics and aesthetics. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's exactly what I got from lip. your Instagram. A little bit of lip. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> Are there like certain things you do with your Instagram? Like maybe they don't seem like strategies to you because they come naturally, but are there certain like things you do repeatedly that have worked in your favor? 
Well, I have somebody who actually helps manage my Instagram and her name is Dara and she's amazing. And so that's something that I definitely recommend because managing your own social media is probably going to make you go crazy. It's a lot. That's a a job. It's a job. It's a full-time job. Like I can't do that and actually do my job. So I'm kind of relieved to hear that because I was like, how is she doing all of this? How is she doing? How is she? She's performing all these treatments. She's doing podcasts. She's doing her Instagram. Okay, so you hire out for some for some things. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Yes, of course. You can't really run a successful business without having people work with you. Right. Right. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's that's something that comes a little bit easier for some people. Um, Yeah. Yeah, especially like people who, you know, are used to being in control of their business. But I think that's really smart. Was there anything that comes to your mind that has been a significant challenge throughout your whole time in this industry? In aesthetics um, or in medicine? Ooh, it could be aesthetics, medicine business, your, your life, like growing up, anything. Oh, what was a big, cha- what was a big um, step for me as a doctor and as a business owner and as a human was making the transition from working in the hospitals to starting my own practice. And um, it helped me feel better about myself and it helped me grow better as a person. Um, it helped me learn, you know, who I can be. Um, and it's, it was a kind of a risk. I mean, I definitely think a lot of my colleagues acknowledge that, you know, me taking a step and doing things independently mm-hmm. was a you know, like a lot of doctors don't necessarily, you know, train themselves for that, but I knew I wanted to do it and I did it. And I'm really grateful that I, I was able to do it. And it's, and I'm just doing lots of fun things with it now. Yeah, that's a huge accomplishment. And to have something of your own that you can take in any direction you want to sort of cultivate you know, your clients, the type of people you see, the whole, the whole vibe, the whole team. I think that's really incredible. And yeah, just so inspiring. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can everybody find you on social media or to book an appointment with you? To book an appointment, you call us 310-819-0769. Or you can follow us on Instagram. It's at um, Dr. Rahi MD, but the doctor is spelled out. So D O C T O R Rahi MD. And then I have a website, which is drrahi.com. Again, all spelled out. Amazing. And your podcast, right? I do. I have a podcast where I talk about a lot of health and wellness, um, a lot of spirituality, too. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about it. That is so awesome. Yeah. Thank you. 
Of course. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I will leave all of that information in the show notes so everyone can find you. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun talking. Bye, everyone. We will talk to you in the next episode.